You're listening to Penguin Tracks on 89.5 KOP in Columbia. On the phone with me is author Richard Snodgrass. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got to start writing. I've been wanting to write about western Pennsylvania and the mill towns where I grew up. Gee, since I've been in, since I was in high school, I think is when I first started. I wrote a number of stories when I was in uh, San Francisco, living there after graduating from Berkeley in 63. But I realized that the subject of the stories were actually really about people that I had known or incidents that I had experienced back in my home area of western Pennsylvania. And so I eventually came back to this area when I was uh, 40 and resettled here and started writing the series that became the books of Furnas. And uh, Furnas is a fictional mill town about 10 miles north of Pittsburgh. It got its name because somebody misspelled a sign early on, and it was supposed to read Furnace, Mm -hmm. but it became Furnace. (sighs) And so far, I've published four books of the series, and there's 10 total. I've been working on these for 35 years, and it took a long time to get them all synchronized because they're sort of interrelated. The characters appear here and there in different books. The problem came in when, well, I'll explain that later. Let's, the fourth book of the series is Across the River. Uh, I wrote it after doing a trilogy of three books having to do with uh, trying to rejuvenate this mill town after the mills closed in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Across the River takes place during the Civil War, and we're following the family of the Lyles. And at that time, the Lyle family was very prominent in town and owned a steam works. They made uh, steam engines. No one during, the, say, the 1860s in America, very few people were developing steam engines for land use besides locomotives. It's like everybody said, wow, they work really well when you have them on rails. Let's not go further. But uh, they were doing a lot of that in England with road engines. And the family of the Lyles owned the steamworks, making steam tractors and steam well drillers and other construction company. And when I sat down to write the book, I started thinking, hmm, um, what if the Confederates, besides having an interest in developing ironclad warships, suppose they got interested in developing armored land vehicles, such as tanks? So I took that to its next conclusion, to its next step. Now, of course, you wouldn't have a cannon back then uh, mounted on a 
steam tractor because once you fired it, it would knock the whole thing over. But at this time, they were developing Gatlin guns. In 1863, the U.S. government had approved Gatlin guns for mounting on some uh, boats down in the lower Mississippi. All right, so we had an ironclad vehicle and Gatlin guns. At the same time, I read in a history of this area that someone had spotted a group of Morgan's Raiders. They were a guerrilla band out of uh, Kentucky uh, who caused an awful lot of damage one way or another. And no one knew where this group came from. No one knows where they went to. But I started thinking about perhaps they were on their way to Furness. And the story evolved from that of a group of Morgan's raiders come to Furness to appropriate a couple of these steam tractors, outfit them with iron uh, plate, mount Gatlin guns on them, and deliver them to General Lee, uh, who was just starting his invasion of Pennsylvania. So that's the essential plot of Across the River. But it's actually more of a love story and a story about loyalties and moral judgments in the face of conflicts, and personal emotions. So, and actually, you can find out more about the book at my website. You can find out about Furnas, and there's maps, and interviews, and videos at www.richardsnodgrass.com. And it's a very complete uh, website, and uh, you could just spend... <laughs> probably a couple hours just milling around it. Eventually, we will uh, continue to release the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, our schedule is one every three to four months. Uh, across the river comes a uh, publication date is July 2nd. So that's coming up. Were any of the characters based on real people? Uh, there is one real person in this book, which is John Hunt Morgan. Uh, but everyone else is fictional. The lead character, if, uh, if you want to call him that, is a man named Judson Walker, mm-hmm. who was a friend of Morgan's. A, a fictional friend of John Morgan's, and he actually joined Mar- Morgan's organization more so because they were friends, and he didn't want him to get hurt and wanted to to be with him rather than just oh, there goes John out doing his soldiering thing. Um, eventually, though, Morgan does some questionable things that are talked about in the book, and that leads Judson Walker 
to question what is he actually doing? What is he fighting for? What, uh, what is this whole about? And what were Morgan's intentions in sending him on this questionable mission? But other than uh, Morgan, no, they're all fictional characters, though probably besides Judson Walker, there's Colin Lyle, who is the owner of the steamworks he's uh, the relative of the man in my trilogy of the first three books mm -hmm. who is trying to rejuvenate the town after the steel mills close how long did it take you to write this book from research to finish huh. the whole series took 35 years oh. uh, and the the problem was that, okay, you write, you sit down to write a novel, mm -hmm. and that's about a year and a half, two years of your time, all right? You get it done, and I realized there was more to say about some of the characters. So, okay, I'm going to write a second book. Mm -hmm. So you write the second book, but in doing so, and that's another year and a half, two years, in doing so, the characters have done certain things that no longer fit with the first book. So after you finish the second book, you have to go back and rewrite the first book. And then, of course, something else has happened, and you have to go back and rewrite the second book. Well, then it comes time to write the third book, and that's another year and a half, two years. But you guessed it. Now, the first two books aren't quite in synchronization. So you go back... And you rewrite them, rewrite them. Then you go on to the fourth book, and again, and it's this this process has gone all the way through all ten books. Mm -hmm. um, probably, let's see, for Across the River, I did an awful lot of historical research and finding out just what had been done with steam tractors at this point, uh, the history of the Gatlin gun, um, and just Morgan's Raiders up to the point of this story. I uh, read several biographies of Morgan. So it, it, it's been a long process, and uh, but now we're issuing them, as I say, every three to four months, mm -hmm. and uh, they're... <laughs> They're available from all uh, normal sources, Amazon and Barnes and & Noble, and your friendly neighborhood local bookseller who can order it. And speaking of the writing process, what is your writing process? Do you outline or just start to write? That's a good question. And one of the things in learning to write is to find out how you actually write, mm -hmm. and it's it's all different, different people. I have a general, let's say I sketch a lot, mm -hmm. and I, I liken it to what a painter does by doing sketches. And sitting down to write a book, I'll just start writing notes and hurling phrases and sentences onto the paper, and it doesn't have to make sense at all. Mm -hmm. Just run, 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 run. And then from that, I get an idea, oh, this is what's happening. Oh, that's what 
that character is doing, uh, and then piece it together and start writing, and then I'll uh, start a chapter. And again, I sketch out the chapter and to see what happens. I write, I have found, in order to find out just why I want to go through this laborious process of writing. Uh, I, if, if you don't learn something that you didn't know that you knew, it's, it's not very interesting to me. Uh, Robert Frost once said, no surprise for the writer, no surprise for the reader. Mm-hmm. So I suppose if I had done more outlines and everything ahead of time, I, I might have been able to write this whole series in less than <laughs> 35 years. But uh, that's the way I work. I, it's, I try to leave... It's like jazz. You, you have a framework, but you've got to be open to the improvisation and what your characters will do. And the best writing, and you know you're doing your best writing, is when you have an idea what's going to happen, and then your character stands up and kicks you in the shins and says, no, I'm not doing that. This is what I'm doing. And you just sort of, <laughs> you're just sort of following along. Oh, oh, that's what you're, oh, that's what you think? Okay. And you try to fit the rest of the characters with them, and of course they'll come up with their own ideas. That's when I know at least that I'm writing well. Would you mind repeating your web address for us? www.richardsnodgrass, all one word, richardsnodgrass.com. Is there anything else you'd like to add or say to your readers? I don't think so. Um, I really appreciate the chance to talk to you about it, Mm -hmm. and I'm hoping that people enjoy the work. And they'll go to the website and find out more about the work and the town of Furnas. And uh, I, I'm very happy. Well, thank you so much for the interview. And you ha- it was an honor, and you have a great day. Hey, take care, Jill. Bye-bye.